Hey, good evening, everyone. Uh, welcome to the show. So this will be a quick uh, gadget episode, just about the um, state of VR devices that are currently available in the market. Um, welcome to ask any questions during the show or after the show went available, um, either here at Calling or at any other um, podcast platforms. So just, um, I guess I'll start from my um, own personal experience. So being um, using this uh, new Oculus Quest 2 that I bought about a month ago, um, definitely very uh, enjoyable and affordable VR device. So this thing was released uh, like more than a year ago by Facebook. Um, their goal is to basically make the uh, VR version of the Nintendo Switch that's both um, cheap, but also capable of handling most of the games and apps on the market. Um, so what's inside this um, Oculus Quest 2 is a XR2 chip developed by um, Qualcomm. So this is Qualcomm's um, grand plan to um, basically, uh, you know, establish their business in the um, AR, VR market, just like they did in the mobile um, chip market. So um, Oculus Quest 2, um, overall, this is a great device because um, you don't, you are not required to connect your um, VR goggle to uh, anything using a cable. So you can just have it as a standalone VR device. Um, it's um, pretty lightweight and you have two um, handheld controllers that can um, track your hand positions using a six degree freedom um, trackers. So it can see how your hand either rotate in all three directions or like translate. So like move in, in the space. Um, I guess um, besides all the, you know, good things like, you know, it's price and uh, pretty good um, app store offerings right now. Uh, downsides of Oculus Quest 2, I think the biggest one that people are concerned about is just now um, it requires you to um, have a Facebook account and also connect your Facebook account to your device. I think a few years ago, you know, when Oculus was uh, either independent or se semi-independent from the Facebook, um, when they were not so integrated in the Facebook you know, um, ecosystem, you can just register standalone account to, you know, explore the VR world offered by Oculus. But now, you know, everything is tied within the um, Facebook universe. So there could be a lot of potential, you know, pri privacy concerns from the customers. So it'd be interesting to just keep watching the market to see how uh, Facebook may address um, such issues. So it looks like, you know, Oculus Quest 2, they are the best selling um, VR device in the past um, two years, I would say, and they are seem to be on track to uh, surpass uh, PlayStation VR pretty soon. And that um, gives us a chance to talk about the next device, which is PlayStation VR. So I think at this point, this could still be the most pop popular VR device offered on the market. Although it's um, pretty old um, 
by today's standards. So just go through a list of the basic specs here. So it was released in 2016. And um, basically shortly after when um, PlayStation 4 was released, um, it uses a 1080p um, displays for both your eyes with the OLED display offers a hundred degree um, field of view. Um, so speaking of those, you know, I think two important uh, specs you want to uh, definitely check when you purchase a new VR device. The first one is the uh, refresh rate. So that should be pretty familiar to um, people who even just loosely follow the tech news. So um, screen refresh rate basically just means, you know, how many times the frame in front of you change uh, within a second. So a pretty standard, um, you know, mobile screen, um, it used to be, you know, 60 Hertz, just like one year ago, but now it seems like, you know, with the release of new um, iPhone pros and all, all the high-end Android phones, the new standard is maybe 90 or 120 Hertz. And pretty much all the new newest um, VR devices, and they offer at least a 90 Hertz refresh rate, except the um, Oculus Quest 2 I just mentioned, that was only um, 72 Hertz. But as you can see, they usually just give you above 60 Hertz because when you have the screen closer to your eyes compared to just holding a cell phone tablet in, um, in your hand, you need a high refresh rate to give you a more immersive environment. So the first spec is refresh rate, um, definitely the higher the better and second one is um, field of view so that's basically saying like you know how wide is the um like the cone in front of your eyes that you can see so i believe oculus quest 2 because you know it's just the most affordable option on the market so to save the cost they just usually have the lowest spec so that's like 90 degrees um it's I, I don't think it's a big problem because, you know, when I test um, this device and saw some videos on YouTube as well, like it definitely gives you a good enough view that you can feel like you are in a pretty immersive um, VR environment. But definitely uh, if you just go more expensive, then you will have usually um, just wider field of view. So it could be, you know, like 100 degrees as in the PlayStation VR case or maybe up to like 120 um, degrees. I think in some of the more expensive devices that we'll talk about later. So back to the PlayStation VR. So as I just mentioned, it's pretty outdated at this point. It's almost uh, five years old. Uh, good news is um, PlayStation or Sony, they just um, released the news earlier this year. I believe it's February, 2021 mentioned that they are currently developing a second generation of the PlayStation VR devices, and it should be out um, soon, not as soon as this year, but hopefully in 2022 at some point. So this will be a good companion with the PlayStation uh, 5. Um, biggest limitation about PlayStation VR, I guess it just be at least right now, it only works with um, PlayStation consoles. There are some rumors saying that they might be compatible with PCs in the future, but 
usually, uh, you know, in this like gadget world, you just shouldn't assume a rumor will be um, true eventually. So that would just be your the limitation that you should consider when you purchase this device. And after we cover the two most affordable options on the market, we can also just take a brief look at some of the more expensive options. So if you just want something that's like one step above the Oculus Quest 2, um, you should look at this device called um, Vive Focus 3. So Vive is the brand you know, by HTC. And I believe if you follow, you know, VR um, close enough, you know that HTC, they are still like one of the most like dominant players in the high-end VR devices world. So um, Vive Focus 3, um, inside it used the same chip. So it's the Qualcomm Snapdragon XR2, same as um, Oculus Quest 2, but as slightly um, higher end um, hardware, um, specifications compared to Quest 2. So a little bit larger RAM, like 80 gigabytes versus um, six in Quest 2. And they also have a SD card storage so you can store um, extra stuff. And another bigger advantage is um, the resolution just a little bit higher. So you have um, almost a 5K resolution. Um, I guess there's not really any downside for this device, except that it's just a lot more expensive than the um, Facebook Quest 2 or Oculus Quest 2. It's um, $1,300, $1,300 versus um, $300. And some other devices we can look at are, for example, the uh, HP Reverb G2. So, uh, I believe this is probably the most popular device for people who just want a headset to uh, connect to their PC and using both the Windows mixed reality environment and the Steam VR at the same time. So this, I think, priced around uh, five or six hundred dollars because it's on um, sale now, and the resolution is also above four um, K, so definitely higher than the you know cheapest Quest Two. Um, only downside is um, this thing requires um, connected to a PC, um, you know, different from the Oculus and the Vive Focus 3. And you also have the uh, Vive Pro 2. So this is pretty much a um, different version, uh, slightly updated version of the original HTC Vive. Um, so it's also $1,300. Yep, so these are the um, current uh, VR devices available on the market. Definitely want to love to do some uh, future episodes to um, dig deeper into the VR world. And would definitely love your uh, feedback, whether it's, you know, live, nor, live now or after the show in the comment section. Um, on you know what topics I should um cover next in the future VR episodes, but now I guess I'll just take some questions. Oh, hey Roger, thanks for that uh, quick overview. Um, so I'm Heyman in Toronto. I'm just curious. Um, what do you recommend for a sort of like a more multi-platform 
uh, low cost device right now at this stage? Because I know that uh, Quest 2, you could actually sideload things, right? But what's the best one in your mind? Like, what do you recommend for people who just want to get into uh, VR initially? Yeah, uh, thank you for the question. Uh, yeah, I think besides just the uh, tech price of these devices, I should also add additional cost. So, you know, for PSVR, you also have the four $500 cost of a console. And for some of the things that require PC connection, you probably need at least $1,000 for um, gaming level PC. But I think Quest 2 is probably the best thing if you want to just try um, VR uh, across all different platforms because, you know, First of all, Quest Quest Two is basically a um, goggle with a Android phone inside. So the Oculus Store um, it should have the widest you know mobile app offering, because pretty much anything developed for Android can be pretty easily ported onto the Oculus Store um, easily. And secondly, uh, you can definitely sideload once you enable the development mode on the Oculus Quest. Um, so. Pretty much, because um, I'm also a game developer myself, so I know that if you just build something like in Unity, it should be not too hard just to like sideload your own app onto the uh, Quest 2. And lastly, um, although it's a standalone device, it also has a function of just uh, streaming whatever is on your gaming PC to your um, Oculus Quest 2. So you can always just open your um, Steam or other game platforms on your um, computer and start, you know, play the game on your PC, but actually stream into your Oculus Quest 2. So yeah, I would say Quest 2 is probably the, um, not only the you know cheapest, but also probably the just most versatile device you can get. Great, thanks. And what do you see, yeah. like, what do you see uh, with the new HTC? There's a standalone coming up, right? For HTC Vive. HTC. Uh, Don't they have a standalone yeah. coming up soon? Or yeah, good question. Um, I'm, I think the Focus Three I just mentioned. I think it should be a standalone one because it basically uses the same um, processor as a Quest Two. Um, but I think for you know HTC products, they are usually just uh, way more expensive because. Uh, they are more focusing on the high-end market and they probably have a smaller um, volume of sales um, just because, you know, no one can really compare to um, Facebook in terms of, you know, targeted customer base. Cool, thanks. And probably it's subsidized heavily to the Quest. Facebook is probably subsidized. Yeah, I think you make a good point. I'm just looking at the you know hardware that Oculus using. I feel like they are using the same strategy as you know those um, game consoles. They are just selling you the hardware, maybe even at a loss. Um, but they are trying to you know make their money back by through the platform or the um, ads in the future. But with like the new you know dynamics in the uh, like anti-tracking um, movement, I feel like. Uh, Facebook definitely needs some time to figure out how to, you know, like profit within the uh, VR world. Yeah. And if you don't mind, one more question. I noticed that you do, sometimes you do those shows on uh, Chinese games, right? I noticed that some of the Chinese market has different uh, sort of virtual reality 
uh, goggles? Like, are they, can they be purchased here or can they even be used with North American products? Yeah, that's a good question. Yeah, actually, I haven't dig too deep into that because, uh, you know, for hardwares, I think, um, yeah, no, like Baidu, they have a branch, it's called like IGE, it's their um, video business, kind of like the, like, Chinese version of Netflix. So they've been working on a bunch of uh, VR devices. And there's also a new, uh, relatively new company called uh, Pico. They've been doing some really uh, medium high-end devices and they were recently acquired by ByteDance. I think maybe one of the largest, you know, acquisition this year. So um, I'm not sure if they're like officially available for purchase in the United States, but yeah, that's a good suggestion. I think I can, Definitely do a follow-up episode on VR, just like, you know, also how it looks like in China and more, you know, wider, maybe in the international market. Yeah, thank you for- Yeah, look forward to that. Thanks a lot again, Roger. Yeah, thank you. All right. Um, yeah, I think I will just end this um, episode soon. So if you have any more suggestions or comments, uh, feel free to, um, comment on this episode later, or you can DM me inside a calling app or through my Twitter. Uh, that's all. Yeah. Thank you for your time. Hope you, you guys all have a good night.